Welcome, travelers, to Season 2 of Not Quite Heroes. Join our Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition podcast as we follow the tale of five unlikely adventurers as they journey through the community-built world of Aventhir. I'm Steven, the Dungeon Master for this adventure, and with me today we have Amy. I'm going to murder Davies Porter in the face. Mike. I got a new hammer. Wade. I'm, I've got some stuff. Niffer. Who's Davies Porter? <laughs> Girl! <laughs> and Rob. Steven, don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> Evano would have told Skye all about Davies Porter. Er, Yeah, the one day that I spent with you, it was like, yeah. so what have you been up to? And that was just the entire I've podcast. been up to hating Davies Porter. There Let was me tell this you. guard. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon. Speaking of cannons, you know what would hurt really bad if you stuck them in cannons? is a bunch of D4s. And you know who sells D4s? <gasps> Dice Envy! Dice Envy Whoa. does. That would be the first one that I think of. Why is that? Since we're affiliated with them, Rob. Oh, gee willikers, what does that mean? That means that if you go to bit.ly... Isn't it not quite dice? See, I was fine until you interrupted me. <laughs> you paused. I was trying to help. I had to help you the first time. Be. Fine, I'll just sit here and eat more D4s. Good, why don't you eat the delicious D4s that you can find if you go to bit.ly slash not quite dice. Exactly. The other thing you can do, if you really want to support our show, is you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. One of the best ways any any show that you listen to, especially little indie shows like us, that is so huge and helps us with algorithms and things and it makes it just also makes our day. And and honestly, it does it does make our day. I've literally cried tears of joy because of reviews that we've gotten. And I also want to say to you all, as this is my final official episode, it has been such a joy to be making this show. And to get to know you and to be friends with you and to share as much of my life as I can through the internet. And I'm really, really grateful for all of you. And the journey we've been on has really, really been magical and made my life significantly better. And so that's what I have to say. And I will definitely... I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) Well... Ain't, ain't promising that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been a huge privilege, and I love being your DM. So, with that, should we uh, do it one more time? One more time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, I need to kill Davies Porter in the face. Last time on the Not Quite Heroes podcast, uh, we caught up with our Not Quite Heroes in the lost dwarven city of Thonia. They found jobs. They kind of went about almost normal life stuff for more or less a month until they were summoned by Lilin, who is the daughter of Dariel, runekeeper, father of secrets, ruler of Thonia, where they were asked to help her with her father, who was ill and she believed cursed 
by the entity that most have come to know as Kazalthrum. Gale touched a key that spoke to him and deemed him worthy. As they were walking out to get to the door, they encountered one Davies Porter, Philly and Drick, the dwarf who was not thrilled to see them earlier in the day, and a being who you can only guess is a fractured part of Kazalthrum. Kazalthrum looks at the five of you that he can see and says, You have something that I need, and you can give it to me, or you can die. And he looks around, this like strange, almost gargoyle-looking creature with the shadow falling off him. What is it that you need exactly? You see him close his eyes and say, I sense it. It's here. He looks at Gale and says, you. I need you. Oh, I... <clears throat> and I'll, I'll start rustling through my pack. Um, yeah, I, I think I know it what you want and if we give it to you there's not going to be a fight you, you're saying <laughs> okay is this what you're looking for and I want to pull out my holy symbol and cast banishment on it yay <laughs> <laughs> I mean it didn't go that well the first time I tried it but it, 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 I had to had to try it it's still pretty great I really love that move and I love you for it okay so as you do that you see Fillion start to chant as he also casts counterspell. And so remind me what level banishment is. Four. So unless he casts it at a higher level, he's gonna have to roll. He's a warlock. Ah, well, never mind. (laughs) 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 He's only got so many of those, though, that means so. And with that, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna need y'all to roll initiative. Woo! I'm gonna still roll initiative. (laughs) Ha ha! That's about right. That that tracks. 25. I just spit a 12. <laughs> Which means my initiative is 17. <laughs> I got 16. I got a 10. I got a 10. Roll off. I'll defer to you. Probably roll for the baddies. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, they just go last. It's a surprise round. They don't actually get turns, sorry. No, they're fine. I don't think they need to. So... You all are essentially in that big carpeted room. And standing in the middle are these four individuals. And it is, I believe, Thaddeus' turn. Who did you say was the warlock? Thelion, Drake. You remember that guy? Vaguely. No. What did you tell me about him, Evno? It's the one that killed Firefly. <sighs> yeah, that's the guy who killed Firefly. Well, technically the big shadow guy is the guy who killed Firefly, but he's... Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to channel divinity, and as an action, I'm going to try and abjure the shadow dude. Oh, okay. And it's um, yep, yep, yep. wisdom saving throw. Okay. And you're, um, are you a fiend or undead? Mm-hmm. Then you're at disadvantage. Whatever could give it away. <laughs> what? This thing? So, you said wisdom? Yes. That's a six. Baby. Okay, so you're frightened and your speed is reduced to zero for one minute. Ooh. <laughs> Yo! <Whoa. laughs> I like this. I'm okay with this. Okay. Anything else on your turn? Channel of is an action, a full action. Yes. That's that feels like action strength. <laughs> Any bonus action or anything? So, as a bonus action, I'm going to cause the 
my Warhammer that I just got to, if I'm reading the description right, the head of the hammer immediately lights up mm-hmm. with light and dim light. Yeah, it's like a, tor- a torch on the end of this hammer. Right. Okay, so I get a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls. And attacks made with this weapon deal radiant damage instead of bludgeoning. Undead creatures take extra 1d8 radiant damage. While I'm holding it and it's active, I can use an action to cast Sunbeam. You should look that up on D&D Beyond. Yes. It's fun. Like, imagine your Venus. It's a very good <laughs> spell. So, as an action, I'm just activating the hammer. Okay. Or bonus uh, action, rather. And with that is... What's your deck, Sky? Plus five. It is Sky's turn next. I will then stab from 30 feet away, I guess. I can end my possession as a free action, so I'll just kind of float out of Rook, and so I pull a rapier out of nowhere and just fling it at the biggest guy. Okay. Twice. Oh, 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 I need to cast Hex. That's right. You had said you were going to do that already anyways. Yes, but that adds damage. You also get to pick an ability that they have disadvantage on checks with. Mm -hmm. You're right. It's only checks, it's not on saving throws. So generally strength is like a helpful one, in case anyone wants to go grapple them. I'm going to say strength. Alright. That is damage. A lot of it. I, that's 12 points of damage for my first flinging the sword. Can I, because flavor and because ghost on ghost action doesn't happen often, can I just pull my rapier out of nowhere and boomerang it? past him for the first and pull it back to me for the second swipe and that's how I get two attacks in please yes yeah absolutely okay cool tight as heck so 12 points of damage for my second one nice wait did you hit the ghost thing I abjured yes yes okay then it's no longer abjured oh I'm sorry I didn't realize that I'm sorry Vundabar and anything else on your turn? Um, no, that was my bonus action and my action. And I would like to stay 30 feet away from it, please. Yeah, I'm okay. sure it was, was within 60 feet, so I'm, I'm, I'm a good distance away, too. And so with that, it is the baddie's turn. No. Particularly looking at Thaddeus, who just caused him to tremble in fear. Is his Is his frightened condition gone as well? Or is it just the movement? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. As he kind of snaps out of it as the attack hits him, he looks at you and yeah, he's just going to do this. And he runs towards you in anger and kind of passes through the rest of his group. I relate. And takes two swings at you for a 18 and a 20. Both hit. I don't like that. I don't like those numbers and it's bad. Okay, so the first one does 15 bludgeoning. And the second one does 14 bludgeoning. All right. As he says, how dare you think you can face me? Then the Durgar runs up towards Sky, this ghost being, and pulls out a sword as well. All right. As he grows, as he's running towards you, to the point where he's about a seven-foot-tall dwarf standing in front of you. Cool. Durgar just do that, though. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever, man. And then you watch as Fillion 
has these bolts of fire. Six balls of them. Great balls of fire? Goodness gracious. Six great balls of fire. <laughs> and he fires two at Thaddeus for an 18. Yep. And a nine. Nope. So the one that hits you slams in and does four fire damage. Two at... Hmm, I think he would probably remember Gale, particularly. That makes sense. So the first one is 14, which I assume misses you. That definitely misses me. And the second one is an 18. That just hits. Uh, also for four. Oh no. And then the last two at Sky for a 20. Oh god, and a 25. Nope. Mm, nope. Okay, so both of those hit. <laughs> 11 fire damage. I. No. I'm gonna half that because I am a ghost and. I can't remember what it's actually called, but I've been calling it Undeady Dodge in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Uncanny Dodge? No, Undeady. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I've I'm pretty sure I remember reading Undeady Dodge. No, yeah, that's what... exactly what it is. I've also seen this. Yeah, got it. Because good. it's Uncanny Dodge except I'm a ghost, so I just become incorporeal. Oh, it's called Obfuscate. No, it's called Undeady Dodge. Undeady no, Dodge. It's called Undeady Dodge. So I receive half of that damage. And then Davy's porter runs up directly to you, Evanel. That's not a good choice on his part. And he pulls out a great sword. <laughs> good. For 25, 11, and 25. Uh, the first and last one will get me... Wow, that's a very bad roll. Oh no, darn. So the first swing does 13 slashing damage. Okay. And then the second one does 14 slashing damage. Okay. And Evanel... It is your turn. Oh, yeah. I would like to rage, please. Please do. <laughs> oh, she's so mad. And uh, she is going to, of course, just do a, a hit. Do it. Yeah. Hopefully a very good hit. And Gail, you'll be next just so you're aware. I'm getting ready. I got 19. That would hit. So an additional die of lightning damage. So it's basically the the same die that you roll for your spear. I'm going to assume that I two-hand him yeah. right now because I hate him uh, and his dumb face. <laughs> I got 18 damage. Five of that is lightning damage. And yes, I will be constantly aiming for his face. Absolutely. As you stab into him, he screams, You pay for what you did to me and my friends. You'll pay first! <laughs> Gale, it is your turn. Gale is going to keep his holy symbol about and is going to dunk it in some seawater he keeps on him at all times for casting spells and start waving it around. And as the water kind of spreads about, it kind of splits into like spiritual energy as a 15-foot radius area around him is surrounded by these spectral waves Mm. and uh, choppy waters as you know what's going on, don't you, Steven? Mm-hmm. Spiritual guardians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Hey, goodness for you, Steven. It doesn't yeah. do anything like that. It does literal nothing. So that's my turn. And Rook, it is your turn. And Thaddeus, you will be next. Okay, so I didn't hear that Sky moved beyond jumping out of Rook. Is that accurate? Everyone's all kind of in a scrum, except Fillion is kind of in the back. I just sidestepped you. Take your left. Okay. 
Cool. So I'm already within range of that Duragar. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then I'm going to use both my action and bonus with these cool new night daggers and try and attack. So 13 on the first one and a, and a 12 on the second. Which both as you kind of stab into a miss. I missed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and it is Thaddeus' turn. Okay, I'm going to attempt to go ballistic on this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I'm going to attack with my hammer, which is activated. 13? 13, I believe, misses. Okay, so here's my extra attack. Mm-hmm. 14? Also misses as it slams into him. Jeez. Anything else? Got a bonus action? No, I'll, I'll go ahead and pass. Okay. Okay. How are the bad guys organized? Are they adjacent to each other? Yeah, all, all three of them are just kind of... There's just kind of a scrum in the middle of this room. And about 20 feet back is where Fillion is doing his spell stuff. But Fillion's the warlock. Yes. I'm not going for that. Okay. As a bonus action, I am possessing the big ghost. Uh. He has to make a charisma saving throw. Okay. What's the DC? DC is 15. Oh my god. Just real quick, he has a charisma of 23. Goodness gracious. Roll the 12 total. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use my actions to make him use his attacks on his friends. Okay. Woof. You can use a fist. Okay. You can use a bite. <laughs> or you can... Which one is worst? Fist would be better. Okay. And he also he also has a tail. Okay. Am I allowed to do a multi-attack if he has one? I don't know if he does. Oh, he absolutely does. It's up to you if you let me use it. Yes. Yeah! I'm going to use as many attacks as I can. <laughs> if you use multi-attack, you get a bite and two fists. I would like to do that. Okay. <laughs> Immediately next to you is the dwarf, mm -hmm. who has grown very large and an Evanel's favorite enemy. <laughs> Davies Porter. I will do two fists towards the Duragar and then I will bite Davies Porter because I feel like yes. Evanel would appreciate that. I really would. <laughs> okay. I love this. So what's my modifier? Plus eleven. Okay, so a natural twenty, thirty, and eighteen for the bite. All three of those will hit. Cool. What damage do I get to roll? The bites are 2d10. Cool. Cool. Davies Porter gets 19 points of bite damage. Mm-hmm. 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 Davies. Davies feeling sad. Did you get him on the face? I sure hope so. I mean, I assume that I'm behind him, so I probably got, like, the back of the head? Save the face for you, Evan. Then Don't the me. fists? Yes. How much are the fists? The fists are 3d8. Okay. <laughs> what? Be thankful, given how low I rolled now that you're actually listening to numbers. So 16 points on the first fist. 23 points of damage on the second fist to my Duragar friend. You turn to the Duragar, who's about the same size as this creature. <laughs> how would you like to kill that thing? <laughs> <laughs> 
so Sky just rushes towards this giant ghost, and just the glow of Sky and the darkness of this creature intermingle. So there's blue light shining out from the other bigger ghost, I guess now, and he just immediately reaches forward and one hand grabs the feet of the Duragar and one hand grabs the head and just rips in half nice. and swings and takes a bite out of Davy's Porter. Red I heck. love it. And then maybe also does a giant roar for intimidation. Sure, 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 sure. With that, it is the baddie's turn. Mm-hmm. Oh, before you get to do your fun stuff, Stephen, you could make some wisdom saves for all your baddies. Okay. Because they are in the middle of my spiritual guardian. Uh-huh. They're just right in there, baby. They're just right. They're just right in there. Davy's got an eighteen. Okay, so he'll take seven damage. The artist, formerly known as Kazalthrun, <laughs> got a twenty-two. He also will take seven radiant damage. I don't know if that's extra bad for him. Okay, Duragar is dead. What's the size of the sphere? Fifteen feet out on any side. Okay, and Fillion is just outside of that. Yeah, you said twenty foot. So, cool. Now you can do your things. Did the ghost that I'm possessing take any of that? Yes, took seven. Okay, then I need to take some of that. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. Worth. Worth. Well, technically it took 14. Okay, but I take half of what it takes. Okay, so then you take seven. And furthermore, (laughs) I can take half of that. Take that three damage. Yeah, baby. Perfect. Does it get a save at the beginning of its turn? No. Okay. (laughs) But it still gets its turn? Yep. If it can cast Dispel Good and Evil, then it can get me out, but otherwise... It can't, but instead, it's going to focus into its own mind. I need you to make a wisdom save. All right. Steven, was that thing a spell that he used? Yes. Okay, I can't be affected by any spells while I'm possessing. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. No, that's fine. So instead, he's going to take two swings at Thad. I'm sorry. The first one's a 14. Uh, The second one's a 21. Uh, And then he's also going to bite down at Thad. For natural one. So one of those hits. Oh. This guy's just. Oh no, he broke one of his teeth. He broke a tooth. (laughs) Oh no. That is showing some uh, hurt. Then Davy's Porter is going to swing back at Evanel. Okay, yeah, those will all get me. And then you watch as he takes a breath in, as he, like, kind of gets revitalized a little bit, as he uses second wind well that's okay I have my own breath (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I forgot one person who is definitely going to go you know the the whole warlock as that is happening at Gale Mm -hmm. saw that coming you feel this energy moving towards you and I need you to make a constitution saving throw 16 uh, that passes. Sorry that you're going to have to see this. Because uh, that's going to make you real sad. Uh-oh. You take half of 65 necrotic damage. <laughs> Ooh. 
uh, as he casts Finger of Death. All right, all right, all right. We're not messing around. I see what's I see what's going on here. And with that, it is Evanel's turn, followed by Gale. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna hit him. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a twenty-six to hit Davies Porter in the face. <laughs> that will hit. And then I'm going to use a bonus action to do the storm aura. And I kind of, as I stab him, I like twist it. And then when I twist it, I hit him with a bolt of lightning. (laughs) And he is looking like he's in bad shape. Gale, it is your turn. Would I be able to move up like just five feet to get within 15 feet of Phineas? Yeah. I'm going to do that. First of all, putting him in my aura. And then I'm going to reach out and do a thunder wave at him. Oh. So then I'm going to... No, I'm, I'll just use it. So I'll spend one of my channel divinities so that he will take 20 thunder damage as I get max damage on my thunder wave. Okay. Love that. Yeah, I'm sure you do. All right, Rook, it is your turn. The Duergar directly in front of you is dead. The big demon thing is possessed. Fillion is in the back casting spells and a little bit to your side is Evanel just destroying Davies Porter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rook is gonna go after Fillion. Okay. So I'm gonna you know run up and again try these new awesome shadowy daggers uh, and I'm gonna try both of them. Okay. So. Both hit. Okay, awesome. So six and nine, 15, and they will need to make a wisdom save. That is a two on the dice, which gets him to a three. He's going to be blinded until the end of my next turn. Okay. You watch that shadow as you stab into him, kind of seep through him and cover his eyes and his eyes go black. Where, Where is everything? What is happening? Where is everything? So after that attack, Rook would call out and say, you made me watch... And now you won't get to see this coming. Yes, Rook. Ooh. And that, it's your turn. Was the ghost thing, like, did you say he was almost dead? Uh, I wouldn't say almost. Okay. All right, well, then I'm going to try and hit him again with my magic hammer. Okay. 26. Uh, that will definitely hit. 15 radiant damage. Yeah, that'll do. So he takes 30 from that. And my extra attack. So, you take 15, Sky. Yep. 20, dirty 20. Yes, that hits as well. Okay. 11 radiant damage. As you get a sense, especially Sky, you get the sense of panic as these two two hammer hits slam into him and he screams out. And it is your turn, Sky. Oh, I'm, I'm not done. Oh? Oh. Yeah, Ted's kind of mad, so he's going to action surge. Oh, I forgot he could do that. I forgot you were part fighter. 23 to hit. That hits. My mech suit is getting pummeled too much. 15 radiant damage. And you have one more, right? 11. Yuck. That misses. But you see, after all these slams, you see, like... The shadow is, like, dissipating a little bit, and, like, he's fracturing more. Almost like in those sci-fi things where you're, like, in technology, like, glitching, almost. That's essentially what he's doing. No. No. 
Okay, but Sky sheds light, so is there just light piercing out of all of these cracks of him right now? Yes. That's really cool. As that happens, he slams down his fists at Thad. And, but first he makes a wisdom save. Again. <laughs> After he makes his wisdom save. So 16 raining damage. Davies Porter does not pass. I will choose to exempt Davies Porter from this because I don't want to steal the kill. <laughs> okay. And then Fillion has a 12. I would like you to describe how your magic spirits kill this creature. The big one? Uh-huh. These, like, divine waves start just pouring in like a ship with holes into its and, and start to swirl around sky and slightly mingle as the light of sky mingles with this divine light as basically just from within it just is seeing a shadow when you turn on a bright lamp as it is just gone in this divine flash of both this undead ghostly light and divine glow amazing Woohoo! as that happens and this shadow forms Sky, you're still alive, right? Well, okay, that's really insensitive of you. <laughs> you're un- unalive? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ch- let's check our privilege here. <laughs> As Sky appears, beneath her feet is this small orb of, like, black shadow laying on the ground. It is the rest of the baddies' turns. Davies Porter looks around and sees that his master is gone and just turns and tries to start running. Opportunity. Oh, no, he don't. I'm going to hit him. Yeah. 18. That just hits. So that's 16, and then... Why don't you describe this? As he turns to run away, Evanel thrusts her very cool spear forward and stabs him in the back of the head, and it comes out of his face. And then she kicks him off onto the ground. That last part adding to it is just... While all this is happening, uh, Fillion has no idea because he can't see anything. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your blind warlock doing, Steven? <laughs> He's like spinning around and you see his fire starts to form in his hands. And we're going to see what direction he goes. He turns around and he's just spinning and he lets out this burning hand spell all in along this wall that he's next to as he's been spinning around and it misses all of you. <laughs> oh, buddy. No, oh, buddy. And Evanel, it's your turn, technically. Okay. I'm going to throw my spear at him. And it is transformed into a legit lightning bolt. And as you throw this, the lightning arcs. You watch it consume him and burst through his chest as the spear, like, turns back into itself, and he's just hanging on it, stuck to the wall. He did? He's dead. Oh, he did. As that happens, Lilin opens the door and says, Is everyone safe? Um. I roomba the orb. Okay. She sees that and she says, I think it's even more urgent that we get to the door. I think you could maybe get rid of it and rid it from this place. Oh, yeah. No, that... Yeah. And she says, quick, follow me. And she takes you down through the city. And you pass these three stones that you've seen in other places, though they haven't ascended. And immediately behind them is a wall. What do you do? 
I guess I will take out a key and I'll kind of um key we have um kind of need to do stuff now I don't know how this works in your mind you hear well it seems like last time that individual made his way back so perhaps through the door is the right way to go is that your plan well thought out plan. Um, yes. Uh, definitely don't want that little orb anywhere on this plane, so seems like a good idea to get it gone. Very well. Place me against the door. I will. As you do that, you feel it like almost like stick into the door and pull out of your hands. It starts to twist and you watch as as it twists these two lines of light go up the middle of this door, creating a seam. Uh, it starts to open. Beyond, you see all sorts of things. A figure <gasps> who most of you recognize. What? 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 <laughs> Did we just get a surprise guest? <laughs> oh my god. Greetings! Yeah! <gasps> I've been wanting Sky to meet him forever. I rush up and hug him! <laughs> My name is. Uh, <laughs> my name is Macri. It's so good to see you again. Wait, I I know that smell. I pick up both of them and hug them as I'm lifted off of the ground. Oh no, oh, hello! Do you still have the dress? Yes. I'm probably wearing it. It's horribly tattered at this point. <laughs> A quick reminder. Nakris is a short, willowy, very thin-skinned, elderly man with a mostly bald head at this point, just stubbly white hair, carrying a cane, and his eyes are milky white and weeping, a white fluid. He's wearing the same clothes as the last time you've seen him, and he has a little pack, a little bag, and when you squeeze him out squirts this little floating orb of teeth and tendrils that kind of floats around. So you've... He pushes you away. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, nah, Chris, did, did you open the door? No. <laughs> oh. How'd you get here, then? Oh, you mean my door. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's, like, adjusting his clothing at this point. Very familiar faces here. He looks around. I'm floating next to Rook, and I just look over. Like, I don't know who this is, actually. Nokris! Sky! Sky! Nokris! You've not met! Oh. Uh, I... I had assumed you would be Firefly. And he taps you with the end um, of his cane. You actually can't, because I am Spectral? It goes through, then. <laughs> <laughs> He gestures through you with a cane. <laughs> uh, um. Um. Yeah, we have things to catch up on vis-a-vis -vis Firefly and, and Sky and, and everything. But um, I, since you you know opened the door like you weren't kind of supposed to, I think it's gonna kind of work out at least. So we have a thing we want to put through the door and then kind of lock it behind. You think you could make that happen? You opened the door? Well, we just opened this door. He kind of narrows his eyes a little bit. And he says, 
and you think that walking away from it is something that you can do. Uh, yes, and I, like, take a step backward away from the door. He has his hands croned over the top of this cane, and he says, Gale, you pitiful fool. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen. Always looking on the bright side of shadows. Do you think you could travel even a thousand miles? And he turns and looks through the door. From this and not know it is here? And through the door, as you look through, you see all sorts of different physical realms, almost, though they look like they're warping and moving. You see some of you, like like Wade, you recognize Kokeen. You recognize Ventress, all these different places that you are all from. Uh, you see people passing by, moving. And then you see other places that you don't recognize that are beyond even your wildest imagination as what, what they look like. Uh, just everything kind of behind him through this door. Uh, I mean, it's pretty wild, I, I will admit, for sure. Uh he kind of sneaks a peek back over his shoulder, cutting that milky white eye back at you. Uh, and he says, You've opened it, Gale. There's no going back now. Mm-hmm. And he kind of pulls at this key hanging around his own neck. It looks like an iron skeleton key, a little strange in some capacity, as though it If you were to look at it and he'd turn it over, it wouldn't have another side. It has that weird kind of non-Euclidean feel to it. But he just tugs at it kind of lovingly and strokes it. And he just says, You'll always know this door is here. Oh. And what lies beyond. What is it you want to hide from? And he gestures with the cane again. Looks towards Sky waiting. Nocris turns his white eyes towards Sky. Do you have some secret? You're not telling me, spectral person? (laughs) Sky? Sky? Her name's Sky. Thank you. Sky! Do I... Do I just give you... And I reach behind my back and pull out the orb that I roomed up earlier. (laughs) I pulled it out, not giving it over yet, but looking at Gale for, like, what do we do next? Uh, so, you know, just kind of part of the essence of an extremely powerful and evil entity that wants very bad things to happen, so... Yeah, it's not great. What does the orb... Tick! Knockers kind of walks over, tapping his cane loudly. And what does this... Do... I hold it away from the sniffing, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not afraid to walk through you if need be. Uh, I mean... Okay, you take 1d10 bludgeoning damage, thank you. That's fine! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Ow, again! <laughs> Nakris, as you, as you kind of sniff it, you sense a power in it that in your time through these doors... You recognize at least somewhat as a power that has manifested itself in the shadow plane that is just full of evil and destruction and deception. That's what's in there. He takes a step back and he says, 
Well, let me see if I can wrap my mind around your plan. Okay. You want to hide it in a broom closet. I mean, that doesn't exactly look like a broom closet to me. If anything, I'm starting to feel like the world I know is the broom closet. Which is a terrifying thing to think about. Do you know that's the smartest thing you've ever said in front of me, Gail? Oh. Uh, okay. He kind of walks over towards Rook at this point and looks him kind of up and down and nods sagely. Yeah, if Knockers walks close enough, you would smell that perfume still. Yeah. Nakris nods. Listen, Gale. I don't think that you're wrong in what you just said. This place is small. Like a cupboard. An unhappy cupboard at that. And he kind of gestures around. How many great shenanigans you've been up to, I imagine. Gale... There are people here. Not quite heroes, I've heard. Coming up, clawing their way to greatness already in your wake. But this... He turns and kind of gestures with both hands in this partial claw. This... It is so much more than just a secret that I thought. This can take you... Anywhere. You've been stuck inside of a satchel your whole life. The world is through here. Gail, you hear a whisper. The comforting whisper that you've heard over the past few months. Says Gail, you're not needed here anymore. There are places where you may find more purpose. Oh... And you all watch as this form, this kind of beautiful aquan form, as this like water gets pulled from the air around, creates this silhouette of a being. Genderless, you can't really make out too many other features, but there's something about them that is just divinely beautiful. It says, all of you, I've watched the choices you've made. I've seen where you started. And where you are now, you have done something for this world that it cannot repay you, though it is your choice to stay or go. I was making like four cup per day. Everything made sense. Uh... Who are you looking at? <laughs> Nakris is like looking around. All of you can see this form. It doesn't stop Nakris. <laughs> Of course not. That still seems on brand. I'm not saying anything for certain, but I believed I would poke my head through the door, see the truth, and come back. It wasn't so easy for me either. Oh, we can come back? Things here are small. If you walk through that door... You can go anywhere. Anywhere. Guys. Anywhere. 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 Um, well. Uh, Gail, if you go, you won't go alone, because I will definitely go with you. I was, I was, uh, 
insane that I I can't do that. <laughs> I'm uh um I'm less of but I'm a bit of a coward and I don't know what I'm doing. But if we were going Mm-hmm I could go. Imagine the oceans. Yeah, as long as we could go to like some body of water, because I feel like it's very unfair. The most we've seen is like a river, and like my comfort zone is like oceans, maybe just a good lake. I'd take a lake. Yeah, let's go find some oceans or like really big lakes. Nocris is now like surveying Thaddeus. Mm. I think Nocris and Thaddeus exchanged about three words. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's about as many words as Thaddeus and anybody exchanged. So there's this quiet, narrow-eyed stare between the two of them. And then Nocris starts, almost like he saw a spider or something. And he's like, I, I think I had something of yours. He starts patting around his chest until he finds a pocket that has crinkling paper in it. And pulls it out, opens it up, and says, yeah, I was supposed to give that to you. But I couldn't find you before things swept me up, Master Thaddeus. As he hands it to you, Thaddeus, you see a deposit slip from the Tristone Bank that puts an additional 50,000 gold into the account you've been working towards. And on the bottom is a small picture of the moonflower. How did, how did this come to be? I can't say that I know. I was just told to hand you the paper. But, uh... He looks through the portal to infinite planes... I got busy. Well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, he kind of turns and takes off his spectacles and cleans them with a little scrap of cloth. And he says, I'm sorry that there's no one answer to your orb problem. He kind of cuts his eyes at the orb and the specter holding it. But I don't think there's anywhere in all of the known planes, the multiverse, that you can just toss something and hope it never appears again. But maybe you can find it together. I've seen the rolling planes of exploding Earth. I went to that one place that had all the salt in it. That sucked. (laughs) I'll not go back there. Zero stars. I'm a little curious, though, about that. Of course you would be. <laughs> he rubs his neck. Thaddeus, um, I know you have uh, a lot. Still, like, you probably feel you have to do here. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't, too, but it wouldn't be the same without you. We can come back. We can come back. We can come back. I mean, yeah. We can come back. That, too. Oh, no, I'm going through the door. Yep. Totally going. Yes. (laughs) I see, I see. You always did have a a, a strangely sense of dramatic timing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, things changed, like, drastically within the last five minutes. I, at this point, just kind of slip the orb back into my non-existent pocket. Because at least it's going to be safe in my own little interior pocket plane for now. Listen, what it really is, is is just a video game inventory. Mm-hmm. It really is. I think we all slowly turn around to Rook. Rook. So I'd look at Rook, and I'm just like, wherever you go, 
You have a friend. You have several. No, I, I mean... How vaguely threatening. I, I mean, like, the he has the box. He has my box. That's that's why I was... I just... I just okay, just, hold on. Just, hold. You're the one that carries around a giant orb of Let's, tentacles and teeth, Chris. Yay, horses. Hold a moment. A box? <laughs> You're a box person? Um, what are you, please? I died thousands of years ago, I think. And I think I have unfinished adventures to go on. And she's a ghost and she's haunting a music box. And so I have to stick around my box. And Rook holds my box. A ghost! Nakris, like... Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Hold on a second. He flips open this pack, throws it off of his shoulder, and rifles around. How long did you say you were dead? Probably several thousands of years from the things that we've been able to tell. So not soonish? He waffles his hand. Not really. He actually pulls out this small crown from the bag and he says do you know I was given this in trade that one day I should give it to Firefly he looks around is she dead yeah Sky nods. nod mournfully Nocris kind of crumples his mouth into a thin line and nods as well it happens At least she had people to mourn. But you! And he gestures with this crown. Sky kind of recoils a little bit. It's maybe afraid. That's fair. And there's like beads of sweat on his top lip. Touch it, he says. Just give it a little touchy touch. Put it in your pocket. Okay, listen, Sky, it seems really weird, but the gifts are very good. You can trust him. I just Nakris can't say things normally. No, he really can't, and I feel like he tries really hard. <laughs> I'm perfectly normal. You're the weird ones. <laughs> For the first time, Sky laughs. <laughs> exactly. I'm hilarious and trustworthy. <laughs> you did open a door when we specifically asked you not to, but it kind of worked out. I don't really blame him. No, you you told me not to open it then. Not ever. I waited. I waited a good few days. <laughs> Hands going hips. Oh, yeah? No. Touch the crown. <laughs> In this distraction, Sky has taken a moment when nobody is looking to touch the crown. As you reach out and you touch this crown that Nakris holds out, you feel this flood of memories and emotions come back into your mind. You see your village that you grew up in, other shifters like you going about their day-to-day lives. You see your sisters playing, running up and tackling you, almost from a third-person view. (laughs) You see your mother just smiling, enjoying all of it, the crown that you touch sitting on her head. You watch as she passes it onto you, and everything is restored in your mind. The good and the bad, 
the evil your family experienced, and the beauty of your family. And through that, you see the silhouettes of these new four friends you've also made. You see the memory of Rook comforting you the first time you pop out of the box. <laughs> you see Gail having a small panic attack about nothing. You hear the songs of Evanel singing at night um, while you sit and watch through the eyes of Rook. And you get that familiar scent that always carries with that just a little bit of alcohol and, and gruffness. And you see all of this together. Yeah, so I guess Nacris is holding out the crown and I don't know that Sky can like physically touch it. But I think she just bends her head and ducks it on and it fits into place with the crown that she was already wearing. And it just kind of becomes part of her. And she looks back at the rest of the group, especially Rook. So what what happened? I think I can remember it all. I, I had sisters. I... It's all there. That's... That's a good thing, right? Yeah. I had people that cared about me. I have people that care about me. Yeah. And she just kind of smiles at Rook. He gives a sly smirk. <laughs> it is better on the other side. Rest assured of that. Right, Gale? And he points a finger gun at you. What? Wait. Wait. That's right. <laughs> and then we'll turn back to Rook. What do you, what do you say? Rook is going to turn around, like away from the group for a second. Kind of reach in on either side of his jacket. On one hand, he'll just kind of rest it over the music box. And on the other, he'll thumb around over that sending stone and he's gonna whisper a farewell is necessary before we can meet again and meeting again after moments or a lifetime is certain for those who are friends then he'll take the stone out and thumb it off onto the ground turn back around with a smile and say who's ready for a new adventure yay Nakris nods as you all have this moment of cohesion where you've decided to kind of let the past go and step forward, literally and figuratively. And he nods and cracks this thin, broken smile. And he says, You know, I've been many places since last I saw you lot. And as I said, this door can take you a great number of places. I wanted to make sure you were ready to step through it. But what you're leaving behind is not unfinished business. It is the road you've already traveled. There's no sense in turning around. And he opens his coat again and pulls out a note and hands it to Rook who is watching this stone roll across the ground until it stops. Uh, 
Yeah, Brooke would grab the note. As you open it, in kind of quick handwriting, it says, it's a short note. It says, I don't know enough about your past to give you many answers, but I've seen who you are, and you are good. If you're ever back in Aniria, I'll be waiting. Z. I'm sure that'll be a very interesting whispered message to hear then. It's fitting. He pulls out a small leather tube, one that you would store important maps or papers in, but it's small. It's not overly large. And he pulls this cap off and shakes out a length of canvas that is clearly painted and it's wrapped in paper. And he doesn't touch this unframed canvas. He holds the tube out towards Evanel. Oh! She'll just kind of like carefully take it. Should I look at it? Is it supposed to stay wrapped? He'll like shove it so that the painting inside kind of slides out with the paper. Mm -hmm. And you catch it while he keeps the tube in his hand. Yeah, she'll open it up then and look at the painting. As you open the painting, uh, it's a small canvas that you recognize. It's from your your home in the inn. Oh. And it's a painting uh, from when you were just a little girl. When you were still about the same size as your parents. Oh. And it's the three of you smiling. Uh, and the paper that slides out is just a little note. And you recognize your mom's handwriting. Mm. It says... Our love will always be here. She kind of um, snivels and kind of hugs the painting a little bit and then uh, rolls it up and carefully puts it in your pack. Thank you so much. And Nakris kind of steps forward this orb of fleshy teeth, eyes, and tendrils floating next to him. I feed it around. puts a hand... <laughs> and puts a hand on Gale's shoulder. And he says, Gale, I wasn't sure about you, but I put all my eggs in that basket when we first met because you were the least crazy. <laughs> Weird. Uh, Very yeah. strange. One mm -hmm. of, yeah. if not the strangest person I'd met up to that point. <laughs> I mean, really. Like Herculean Thanks. effort weird. <sighs> Almost My as God. though you did uh, it on purpose. <laughs> it was strange. <laughs> okay, listen. I, I, feel, I feel like I had one of the most normal childhood. But you did well. Oh. I'm proud of how far you've brought all of these people. I don't think I can take credit. Of course you can, fearless leader. <laughs> See? They betray you. Oh no, you're a coward! And he does this mocking hand <laughs> gesture. Oh no! You can't do all of the things you've faced? Please. Your friend Firefly is not lost. It is not the end. It is a place, and they have gone there. 
Ooh, we can go anywhere. Accurate, he says. And he kind of pulls Gale uh, pretty close and opens his coat. And you see that there's one last little rolled up piece of parchment with a ribbon wrapped around it. And he pulls it out and he pulls the ribbon off. And around the outside of this parchment note are two rings. And he says, I, I found this first and knew I'd find you someday, even if you were dead, just to give these back to you. And as you take these, Gale, you instantly recognize the two rings, one from each of your parents. Yeah. And as you open it, the note says, we are safe, Gale. Your friend says, you've been very brave. We're so proud of you. And that's the whole note. The note has a few tears fall on it. Gail will hold it to his chest like it's the most valuable thing in all the now multiverse. <laughs> Can I take a deep breath in? Um... Thank you. Not Chris. Of course. This world is too small for you. For all of you combined, especially. You have to tear yourselves from this chrysalis and find what your fates are supposed to be. As I have. And he has a thousand yard stare (laughs) for a moment. (laughs) And then he brings himself back and says, If this orb is important enough to hide, then you should see that it's hidden. Don't roll it through a door and hope. Find a place. Find someone to destroy it. Find someone to hide it. Find the furthest reach of all of the multiverse. But don't trust fate. Fate sucks. (laughs) I mean, I have been in multiple shipwrecks, so yeah, no. But Nakris walks to this door, and he says... If you need me, I will help you. But I shouldn't be here for long. There are other places that need attention far more than the machinations of this place. And he kind of looks down like he's looking at the dirt under the stone floor, you know. I had my time here. The sights that you can see. And he looks through the portal again, like he's homesick already. I want more for all of you. So come on. Clean up your tears, pick up that trash, no litter. And let's go hide your orb. And as you walk through, 
you feel this door shut behind, and the magic of this portal takes you away. And the not-quite-heroes leave Aventhir. JB? Yes? Thanks so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Yeah, that was a great surprise. Oh. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. And y'all, I, I hope you feel like your characters got a good finish. We got laughs, we got tears, we got answered questions, <laughs> nothing better. We got to kill Davy's porter. <laughs> that's what the people really want um, and I, I, I truly do mean it when this has been one of my favorite experiences of my life and I will obviously still be around as much as I can and it won't be the last time at a table with any of you thank you for being our DM yeah round of applause for Steven the bad yes. DM I love y'all well gang I'm really glad that I could cameo and help sign this out. And yeah, that was such a fun surprise. I would... If you need anything, anything at all, hit me up and let me know. Thanks so much, JB. Of course, I'm happy to. I hope I did all of your notes proud. As always, you went above and beyond. All right, everybody. I will see you soon. Hope so. Okay, bye. 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 Good night. I think I've kicked my dice habit. No promises. <laughs> the D20 may go back in my mouth. I I don't believe you. I think it's going to get back. This week yeah. on My Strange Addictions. Last time on the Not Quite Heroes port. On the Not Quite Davies Porter. <laughs> Porter, Cass. So the last time we used Roll20, somehow Rook's initiative was 136. Nice. Well, I guess I go first. Yep. <laughs> Rook's all about the the record breaking. You know? It's a sneak attack. Yeah, I'm gonna go grapple a ghost because I am a ghost and that makes sense, right? Yeah, ghosts can touch other ghosts. Get her. Yeah. We're on the same weird ghost plane, and I have a strength of plus four, so it's fine. That's my long term plan, maybe? Strong ghost. Let's go. Strong ghost. These daggers suck. Who gave me these daggers? Tight, 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 tight. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Don't stop. Get it, get it.
Yeah, all all three of them are just kind of there's just kind of a scrum in the middle of this room with Fillion. You say scrum as if I've ever played any sport that I know what that means. <laughs> there's just a mosh pit. Better. <laughs> yeah, because Niff's been to a mosh pit before. So. Look, I'm more likely to have visited a mosh pit than a sport. Okay. Are you? Are you? Do I have like a frightened condition or something? Oh yeah, you are frightened of it. Okay. That you're inside, so. So you can't move any closer to it, Sky. <laughs> Don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, no closer. Oh no, I can't move closer. It's okay because any attacks against it have disadvantage. But guess what? I can't attack it from in here. This is the worst mecha suit I've ever been in. <laughs> okay, I can't be affected by any spells while I'm possessing. I just read that and I was like, oh, we should we should see that. Okay. I'm cool, cool, I'm cool, sorry, cool, 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 but also cool. not. Uh, no, that's fine. Can we get a quick screen cap of what Steven's face looks like right now? <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just for for my heart. 30 for him. And 15 for me. Y'all, that has hurt me the most out of literally anybody in this entire campaign. It's kind of his turn because I accidentally do horrible things to him all the time. So I feel like he's just working through some issues. <laughs> right, right. That's true. 